Without the guru, who can finish the pains of this world? The river of the world is deep and the current is swift. All the souls are swept away in it. Holding the souls by their arms, Master graciously brings them to the other bank. This is a bhajan of Brahmanans on page 177. The thieves of lust, anger, egoism, and greed come together to plunder and devour. After putting the sword of knowledge in the disciple's hand, he hits them and makes them run. One has to go far, the night is dark, and the way is not visible. After putting them on the straight path, he takes them home, so they are happy. Brahmanan says, one who pleases the master after sacrificing the body, mind, and wealth swims across the deep ocean of this world easily. Without the guru, who can finish the pains of this world? Abhajan on page 177 of Brahmanand. <laughs> Pavaduka Guru Bina Kona Metave Rei Guru Bina Kona Metave Pavaduka Guru Bina Kona Metave Rei Gahari Nadia Vega Barohe Behet Jeeva Sabajave Rei Gahari Nadia Vega Barohe Behet Jeeva Sabajave Rei Karakirepa Guru Pakra Pujase Ketchatir Paralave Rei Guru Binakona Metave Pavaduka Guru Bina Kona Metave Rei Guru Bina Kona Metave Pavaduka Guru Bina Kona Metave Rei Kamakaroda Madaloba Chora Mela Luta Luta Karakave Rei Kamakaroda Madaloba Chora Mela Luta Luta Karakave Rei Dhyana Karagade Karakaramahe Sabakomarapagave Rei Guru Bina Kona Metave Pavaduka Guru Bina Kona Metave Rei Guru Bina Kona Metave Pavaduka Namitave Rei Jana Dura Rati Andiari Gela Najaranayave Rei Jana Dura Rati Andiari Gela Najaranayave Rei Siddhe Marag Par Pag Dar Kar Sukh Saitama Pugave Rei Guru Bina 
ಗುರುಬಿನ ಕೋನ ಮಿತಾವೇ ಗುರುಬಿನ ಕೋನ ಮಿತಾವೇ ಭವ ದುಃಖ ಗುರುಬಿನ ಕೋನ ಮಿತಾವೇ ಧನ ಮನ ಧನ ಸಬ ಅರ್ಪನ ಕರಕೆ ಜೋ ಗುರು ದೇವರ ಜಾವೇ ಧನ ಮನ ದಬ ಸಬ ಅರ್ಪನ ಕರಕೆ ಜೋ ಗುರು ದೇವರ ಜಾವೇ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಾಂದ ಭವ ಸಾಗರ ದೋಸ್ತರ ಸೋ ಸಜೇತರ ಜಾವೇ ಗುರು ಬಿನ ಕೋನ ಮಿತಾವೇ ಪವ ದುಃಖ ಗುರು ಬಿನ ಕೋನ ಮಿತಾವೇ ಗುರು ಬಿನ ಕೋನ ಮಿತಾವೇ ಪವ ದುಃಖ ಗುರು ಬಿನ ಕೋನ ಮಿತಾವೇ Without the Guru, who can finish the pains of this world? Our second bhajan <clears throat> is a bhajan of, of Sant Kirpal Singh Ji on page 276. Sawan gale kar O Sawan, embracing me, put the garland of your hands around my neck by making me your crazy one kill me in your love you are dwelling in my eyes you have made your abode in my heart at least now remove the veil of shyness from your face there was a plaque installed at the tomb of Majnu in the name of loyalty towards love sacrifice everything even your body and mind Oh, only this life is left in the love. Oh, Jamal, lose even it in the game of love. Oh, Sawan, embracing me, put the garland of your hands around my neck by making me your crazy one. Kill me in your love. Page 276. Sawan <laughs> ಕರೆ ಚುಕೆ ಹೋ 
There was a plaque installed at the tomb of Majnu. In the name of loyalty towards love, sacrifice everything, even your body and mind. Oh, only this life is left in the love. Oh, Jamal, lose even it in the game of love. Oh, Sawan, embracing me, put the garland of your hands around my neck by making me your crazy one. Kill me in your love. And our first reading is Master Kirpal Singh's birthday message from February 2nd, 1966, almost 40 years ago. Dear ones, on February 6th, I enter the 73rd year of my earthly pilgrimage. I love and respect all communities, all countries, all religions and races. I am a servant of the poor, the lowly, and the lost. Still continue to labor in the vineyard of the Lord in all humility. I lay before you 
one program of life. One, simplicity. Two, love of humanity. Three, service of the poor. Learn to offer all your work unto God and grow in humility. Such bands of worshipers are needed for the service of mankind. What is needed is not numbers, but quality and character of the workers. I want group satsangs of individuals who become centers of life, the new life of the spirit, and not organizations of power, which imprisons the fundamental values and stifles the living inspiration. Be ye lamps to yourself and reform yourself in order to serve the people. I wish you to lead a life of absolute unselfishness, simplicity, true judgment, and love of the poor and the needy for love is the root, love is the fruit of the tree of life. Guru Nanak says, O man, love God as the fish loveth water. The more the water, the more joyous is the fish, as without water the fish liveth not for a moment. God knoweth its heartaches. May I be a fish, and living in the water, know the secret of life. Yours affectionately, Kirpal Singh, February 2nd, 1966. Our second reading is from the book Spiritual Gems by Sawan Singh Ji Maharaj. These are two letters to American disciples. Letter number 140 and then 141. Sawan Singh writes, I was very glad to read its contents. Many of your questions have been answered by my reply to blank, which it is expected you will read. I am greatly pleased to find that you have already freed your mind from unnecessary attachments and activities. If you continue this process, so as to throw out all desires and thoughts, excepting necessary ones, then it is expected that you will begin to experience pleasure in concentrating. Because when the mind becomes still, then in its interior is reflected the form of the master as well as the holy sound. Just as in a water tank surface are reflected the trees and houses standing on its bank with such distinctness that the image looks real. But on the other hand, if the surface is disturbed by the wind, then the reflection disappears. In the same way, our mental equanimity is disturbed every moment by desires and thoughts and our mind and soul are always flowing outward, so that therein the radiance of the Master's form and sound cannot be reflected. This is the reason why our progress is so slow. When your mind, purified from all thoughts, becomes concentrated at one point, then the above-mentioned visions will be reflected in it. All the objects of this world, except the soul, and the holy sound are transitory. They are undergoing change every moment. This world is in the keeping of Kal, whom people call God 
or Brahma. All of us are in his custody. Our true home is the purely spiritual region, Sachkhand, and our true father is Satnam. He is our ocean of which we are mere drops, and every drop longs to join its ocean. As Satpurush is imperishable, so is our soul. Kal cannot kill us, but we are subject to his command, and he is causing us great pain. He has tied us in the chains of desires and karma. If we think deeply, then the creation appears to be a wonderful merry-go-round. All the souls inhabiting this material world are divided into five classes, according to the quantity of tattvas, or essences or elements, in each. The first comprises the vegetable kingdom, in which only water is the active principle or tattva, while the four remaining tattvas are dormant. Next comes the insect world, in which two tattvas are active, namely fire and air, the remaining three being dormant. The third class consists of egg-borne creatures in which water, fire, and air are active, the remaining two being inactive. The fourth is the animal kingdom in which only the Akashtatva is inactive, while the remaining four are active. That is why animals lack reason. The fifth class consists of human beings in which all the five tattvas or elements are in their full activity. These tattvas are not to be confounded with elements of chemical scientists. They refer to the condition of matter and not to its ingredients. Now it will be seen that Kal has very cleverly entangled all these five classes in the net of karma, because in every class he is so provided that creatures should eat creatures. Take the case of the creatures of the sea. The biggest fish eat other big fish, the latter in their turn dine on small fish, and these eat up smaller fry, which substitute on insects in the water. In short, in water one creature has to eat another as no other food is provided. Now take the creatures on dry land, wherein tigers and lions kill wolves, the latter dine on goats, etc., while these latter live on vegetation. The hawks eat sparrows, while the latter make insects their food. Men live upon all kinds of birds, animals, and vegetables. Thus, in all the world, creatures eat creatures. Now, the rule is that those creatures that are eating others shall be eaten by those whom they eat. Thus, can there be any possibility of the debt of karma being cleared up? Now, take the souls inhabiting the higher regions of subtle matter. They are as much subject to pain, pleasure, and passion as the souls in the world of gross matter. Those whose karma is worse are made to suffer in the region of hell. Others whose karma is a little better are made to wander as ghosts and evil spirits. Those whose karma is still better reside in Devalok or Prithilok, which still higher souls enjoy themselves while still higher souls enjoy themselves in paradise, etc. Those still pure reside in Baikunt, the higher paradise, while the souls of incarnations, prophets of higher degrees, and the yogis rest themselves in the region of Brahm or Trikuti. There they enjoy the pleasures of that region for a very long period of time, but in the end they too, after running their course, have to be born into this material world. Now from Trikuti down to the vegetable kingdom is a sphere of call in which are rotating all the souls according to their karma. 
The ruler of the circle is Kal or Brahm, who wishes to confine all these souls to his own domain, taking care not to let them go out of his own sphere, so that the latter may not become depopulated. When Satpurush, from whom all these souls had emanated, found them in trouble, he sent his saints from Sachkhand to initiate these souls in his path. Saints are always present in this world. Their mission is to take the soul from the sphere of Kal to Sachkhand. They do not meddle with the religions of the world. Their teaching is the same for all, namely to make the soul attend to the holy sound, as the current of sound comes direct from the Supreme Being. Therefore, sound is the direct route to Sachkhand. As, by degrees, the mind and soul become enamored of the sound, the latter will burn out all our impurities and make them pure. When pure, they will be attracted by the sound and will begin to ascend inwards. At last, when both reach Trikuti, the mind will become one with Brahm. It was generated from this region and will merge into it. Then the soul, having separated from the mind, will go to the region of Daswandwar, Parbrahm, and find itself free from all diseases as well as from the sphere of call. Then Satguru will, by degrees, take the soul to Sachkhand. Therefore, the only way to get out of this world and leave the sphere of call is by listening to the holy sound and having love for the Satguru. You will perhaps object that when nature has made creatures the food of creatures, then why is animal food forbidden? and we are told to subsist on a vegetable diet. The answer is that sin, giving pain to the soul and mind, depends upon the quantity of active tattvas. The vegetables are recommended because they do not possess mind or possess it in a dormant state, incapable of feeling pain and complaining. Destroying of insects is a greater sin than destroying vegetables. Bird killing is worse than insect killing and animal killing is worse than bird killing, while man killing is the worst of all. There is karma even in vegetable eating, but not so heavy as in animal food. The holy sound alone is potent enough to wash away karma of all kinds. The lighter the karma, the greater is the attraction of the soul towards the sound. This letter is lengthy and may prove tedious. Therefore, it may not be made longer. The remainder will come later, at some other time. And this is letter 141. <clears throat> As for blank, her karma is very defective. And as saints do not wish to give another incarnation in this world to their followers, therefore it appears proper that her karma should be washed out in this birth. There can be no doubt that she is in great trouble. Still, the debt of karma must be paid off. Otherwise, it will become the cause of another birth. As a mother takes her baby to the surgeon, to the surgeon to get its abscess opened, and it is not her intention to cause pain to her child, but to obtain perfect health for it, and without undergoing pain, the baby cannot recover, so the same is the case with blank. Please encourage her so that she may not lose heart, but may bear her illness with patience and fortitude, taking it to be for her good. 
Up to this time, there is no English magazine bearing on this path. Any other English book that comes out of the press concerning the Radhaswami will be sent to you. Your statement that your husband and yourself, while traveling along the same path, have different experiences, is correct. The karma of each is separate, and hence it is that while both are going the same way, yet the success and interruptions along the spiritual journey experienced by the one are different from those experienced by the other. Although much of your karma is similar to that of your husband, yet it cannot be so in its entirety, and hence the difference in the journey. Just as when the wife is ill, the husband is not necessarily so, the karma of each is different. If it is found inconvenient to sit in the prescribed posture, then one may sit in an easy chair with the hands in the prescribed position, or one may sit squatting and use a wooden bracket to support the elbows in the position. Blank need not take the prescribed posture, but let her take any convenient posture in her chair or bed and turn her attention to the sound. The only thing is that a posture once taken should not be changed during a single sitting. I greatly appreciate that you do not dislike to keep aloof from society. As none befriends us except the holy sound and the guru, and as at the time of death no society can serve us, then why should we fall in love with society and the things of this world? They were meant for our comfort, and so we should take service from them according to our need but not make them idols of worship. True renunciation depends upon the attitude of the mind. A man who, while living in this world and doing its work, keeps his mind free from it, can be said to have renounced the world. And one who, living in solitude, has his mind full of worldly desires, should be called a man of the world. Your desire to visit India is welcome. But what I wish is that you may have no need for your physical hands, feet, and body, but travel without feet, speak without tongue, hear without ears, and see without eyes, and while sitting indoors, visit not only India, but the whole of Brahmand. If you saw India with the physical frame, what use, if you did not go beyond this world? If you reply that you want to come to India, for seeing your guru, then it should be noted that the physical frame is not the real form of the guru. It is a mere dress he has put on in this world and which will be put off here. The true form of the guru is the holy sound, and in that form the guru permeates every hair on your body and is seated within you. When you go above the eyes, then the guru will meet you in his radiant form and when you reach Trakuti, the Guru will accompany you in his, high sound, in his sound form, even up to Sajkhand, fly upwards upon the wings of faith and love, so that you may talk to him every day and be with him always. This will come gradually, so you need not despair. Perform your devotion regularly, and one day all these powers shall be yours, and you shall reach your true home. And that was letter number 141 in Spiritual Gems, Baba Sawan Singh's letters to his American disciples. And this is 
from Master Kripal Singh's great talk, Protector and Protection, as published in the book The Night is a Jungle, which is a collection of uh, a number of very wonderful satsangs that Master Kripal Singh gave. This is actually from the second half of the talk, uh, which the talk was inspired by celebrating Raksha, a festival of Raksha Bandhan in India, which is a festival all around protection, uh, where the sisters give their brothers who are soldiers bracelets to help protect them, etc. So Master Kripal Singh is talking about um, protection from the Guru, and he's commenting on a hymn of Guru Ramdas, the fourth Guru of the Sikhs. <clears throat> The Satguru protects the disciple with his life. Breath for breath, he remembers you. Without the Master's remembrance, love for him cannot be born in the disciple. He sends out rays of love and the disciple experiences a strong pull towards his Master. This is also a gift. Now the question arises, should one always be near to the Guru physically? To be always close to the physical presence of the Master takes extremely good karmic background and only happens with great destiny. Should the followers leave their homes and cast aside their duties? A true Guru will never recommend this. Why should he? If he was only on the physical level, then he might advise this, but he tells us that he has another form other than the physical and can travel thousands of miles from where his physical form remains. A true master stresses that it is not necessary to be always close to his physical form. There is no doubt that if one is receptive, by being near him one will be enriched with greater wealth, but it sometimes happens that those near him become critical of outer happenings around him, with the result that they do not gain anything. You can live far or near, but your face should be ever turned toward him. That is the point Kabir said. That is the point. Kabir said that even if the seven seas are between the disciple and his guru, the disciple's attention should be directed toward his master. The speed of attention is very fast. One can judge from the force of electricity. The pranas or life current have faster speed than electric current, and the attention is faster than pranas. With the radio set, one has to just tune it to a certain point, and one can hear the sound immediately. Even if the disciple does not set his attention on the master, the radiation goes on emitting, and the effect of this is the making of him. If he becomes receptive, then the master appears before him. There are disciples in various parts of the world, North America, South America, Africa, England, Germany, France, etc., and who is protecting them? It is not the physical form that travels around, but the higher power, the God power, you can call it the Guru power, it is also called the Christ power. This power is protecting the disciples, many of whom have seen clearly the form of the Master, the Master power in their daily lives. The power that works in the human pole is the Guru, and if messages can be transmitted and received through radio, then why not become a human pole connected to the Guru through the Guru power? There should be no obstruction in the way, like worldly affairs, children, one's own physical form, or wandering thoughts. Another thing is, 
Purity is very necessary in living and in being free from ill or impure thoughts. A radio will not work properly if it is jammed up with dirt and dust. We frequently hear accounts of how the master has protected his children. At death, he appears before the child who in full consciousness happily states, the master has come. When a child learns to rise above the body consciousness at will, the master is there to protect and guide him, talks to him, and takes him upward from stage to stage. Only recently I received the urgent news that a certain disciple is dangerously ill. I wrote and told the people to advise the patient to concentrate within. They wrote back and said that my instructions had been conveyed to the patient by telephone. And within hours, she had started improving and is now on her way to recovery. This was just through a word on the telephone. So you can see that the thousands of miles between cannot stop the protection of the master power. However, that physical form in which the God power is manifested is also pure. Though it is not a question of praise for the physical, it is worthy of respect because God is manifested therein. I will tell you of another instance. There was a man in America named Walter Carell. When I initiated him, he had a very good experience, but after some time he fell ill. When a man is in a helpless condition, he gets restless and worried. He wrote and told me, that the doctors were pressing him to eat meat and drink wine. Each time he wrote, I tried to make him understand that the non-vegetarian diet would not help him and he should remain on the vegetarian diet. After a few months, he wrote that he could not fight anymore, that he had become helpless and could not breathe, and that the doctors were insisting on a meat diet. I replied, all right, do whatever you like. When I visited America and reached Santa Barbara, the doctors had given up hope for him, and he was at the door of death. Violet Gilbert, one of the hospital nurses, was a satsangi, and she met me and told me about Walter Carell, who was dying in the hospital. He cries a lot and goes on saying that he has disobeyed his guru, who is now in America, but will not want to see his face. Do you think... You could visit him, Master? I said, of course I will. When I arrived in his room, Nurse Gilbert told him, The Master has come. He opened his eyes and saw me, and the tears started flowing down his cheeks. I put my hand on his forehead and said, Do not worry. Whatever has happened, has happened, and it is finished. Do you hear the sound? He said, No. Do you see the light? Again, he said, no. I put my hand on his head and told him to close his eyes and forget all outer things. When he did so, not only the light came, but the radiant form of the master too. His ears were closed for him, and he heard the sound clearly. I told him, now go with rejoicing. His wife was there, and she was a non-initiate. She said to me, Master, I know that he has been forgiven and saved, but I wish he would speak to me before he goes. I again put my hand on his head and said, Your wife wants you to say something to her before you go. He opened his eyes and said, All right. And turning to his wife, he smiled and said, I am going now. 
This is what is called protection. It is not a story, but a true incident. I feel sorry for those who get this valuable gift and do not live up to it. Nanak says, he who has met the Satguru, whatever is written in his destiny is finished. It is true that the master winds up the karmas, but not just like that. He adjusts them to further the man-making of the disciples. He takes the children in his charge, but he will make them into something worthwhile before taking them home. It is his duty to clean them first. Nobody packs dirty clothes away in storage. When people are initiated, they rejoice and say, we've got a master, we have got salvation. When meeting the Satguru, you will get salvation if you obey his words. <coughs> Satguru cuts the bonds of the disciples if the disciple withdraws from wrong deeds. Obey the master. As I have said before, dirty clothes cannot be packed away in storage and no one wants to wear dirty clothes. The father wants to embrace you if you have got clean clothes on. But this kind of cleanliness means having no other thought but of him. Clean the core of your heart for he who is coming. Take the thoughts of others away so that he can sit there. This is what is meant by cleanliness. At times we try to do business with the master and say, if our wishes are fulfilled, only then we consider him a guru, otherwise not. If the master shows love and affection, then it's all right, but if not, he's no master. This is the sad condition we are in. A guru is a guru and will never leave you even if you leave him. It is a wonderful protection and a great, great blessing. The volumes of praises for the guru which are written in the Ved Shastras have not been written idly. They also state that the Guru is greater than God. In the Guru, God himself is working and there's no difference between the two. For example, here is my watch. That which is holding the watch is my hand. And if the watch could see and think, it would consider that it is just a hand. But who is in the hand? I. God is working through the human pole and the pole says, I am not the doer, but he who is in me. God is working from within the guru, and they are one and the same. First, the guru works like a teacher. He shows sympathy and even allows tears to flow from his eyes for you. Sometimes he rebukes, sometimes he shows love. In fact, he does everything. Then he says, I am not the body and neither are you. Come, let us go up. He does everything to teach the disciple to break his outer attachments and concentrate within. He has no other motive. He has no desire for people's love. His own love is connected with God and his guru. There is no place for anyone else. So become receptive to him and through receptivity, receptivity become the image of him. A child grows on milk and to love the guru and be receptive to him is the food of life to the soul. <coughs> One master said that though there be thirty or more teeth in the mouth, yet the tongue is not harmed by them. Similarly, the master is protecting the, the disciple from the perils of the world around him. When difficult times come, no one helps. Both enemies and friends forsake. All hopes fade away. Life becomes hopeless. But if God is in the heart, the flames of misery will not be felt. 
When a man gets disheartened and there seems to be no chance of hope from any direction, then the Satguru comes and takes him across the tribulations. He first waits patiently until we remove all intellect, worries, attachments, and ego from our path. And then when we have fully reposed ourselves to him, then we come under the complete protection. If the disciple falls, the Guru will lift him up. For in this world, who is free from difficulties? One cannot find even one man without problems in his life. But if a man is a perfect master, he is fearless, even when confronted by enemies. Kabir Saab says, He who lives in constant remembrance of his master and keeps his master's words will be fearless in all the three worlds. Why should he be afraid of anything? After all, his master is not merely a man. Understand this also. It often happens that the disciple is due for heavy suffering due to the karmic reactions from the past, but through the Guru's protection, it can be reduced to perhaps a slight prick from a thorn. <laughs> All the ups and downs of life are like passing phases and should have no pinching effect on the disciple. The worldly life is full of perplexities and existence here is impossible without them. My master used to say that if one thinks one can remove all the thorns from the worldly life, well, it is an impossibility. However, if one wears strong boots, one will not feel them. To wear strong boots means to live within the protection of the master's radiation, not physically, but through thought and attention. Be so much in his radiation and never step out of it. Nothing should change this. One can be so much within the Guru's radiation that even the powerful Lord of Death cannot come near. For example, I will tell you of one incident when I was living in Lahore. <coughs> there was a lady who hailed from my village, but she was not a disciple. She became seriously ill, and her family endured constant sleepless nights in looking after her. I heard that she was sick and went to see her, accompanied by Dalip Singh, the later treasurer in Savanashram. I told them, you have spent so many nights awake and must be tired, so you all sleep tonight, and I will watch beside her bed. Dalip Singh and I sat together for some time. She was not initiated, but that did not matter. I asked her, do you repeat any holy name? She affirmed that she did. I told Dalip Singh to go and rest and return about 4 a.m., and I continued to sit beside the dying woman. She went on repeating the holy names as I had suggested, but suddenly she said to me, There is an old man here. I looked up and saw the old man, and he explained to me that she was his granddaughter and that he had come to take her away. But I told him that he could not do so as long as I was sitting there. He tried his best to take the soul out of the body, but did not succeed. So after some moments he went away. I asked the woman if she had recognized the old man, and she said, Yes, it was my grandfather. He was a very pious man. After some time, Yama, the angel of death, appeared in the doorway. I looked straight at him, and he ran away. He could not even enter the room. He returned several times, but took, could not enter. Could not come into the room. He said, this soul belongs to me. I said, yes, that is true, for she has not been initiated. And I know also that you cannot come near her 
because I am sitting here. So you had better go to my guru and ask him what is to be done now. If he gives you permission to take this soul, then I will leave. My friends, just see how great is the Nam. Dharam Raj left and in a matter of moments returned and said, I have got the permission to take this soul. I said, all right, take it. He replied, how can I, when you are still sitting there? Whatever is written regarding the protection power of the holy Nam is all true, for I am telling you what actually happened. Dharamraj said, unless you leave, I cannot take this soul. I asked him, what benefit will she get from spending the whole night? What benefit will she get from my spending the whole night beside her? He answered, she will receive the fruit of that before any other rewards or debts are accounted. Just then Dalip Singh entered the room and I said to him, come brother, let us go away from this room, for while I am here, she cannot die. As we were leaving, I asked her husband to give away in her name some money, which was still due from her to some needy people, that her give and take may be squared up and she may leave the body. Dalip Singh and I stepped out of the room, and in one moment, she was gone. Dalip Singh is here. You can ask him about it. If a person who has got the Nam is sitting somewhere, not necessarily the Master, but anyone who meditates, then Yama or Dharam Raj cannot come near that place. What do you people imagine the Nam to be? I am sorry to say that you hold it to be of little value. Whenever masters come, the world speaks ill of them, but God takes care of them. The world has always insulted the masters. For their own gain, self-centered people will say many things against them. There is not one who can harm a single hair of a master's head if he does not wish it himself, for God's protection is impenetrable. Is it not natural that the Lord will protect him who belongs to him? A good wife gives herself up completely to her husband, who takes care of her needs and protects her. But worldly examples are poor character pictures compared to the master's protection. Even the mother, who has such deep love for her child, has a selfish thought that when the child grows up, he will look after her, etc. A true guru wants nothing from his children. He only feels grateful that another soul has become free and is returning to its own home. He has true love for the soul. Brother, do not think that all is in your hands. Everything is already ordained. Never think for a moment that man has anything in his control. The controlling power is doing everything. Fear, death, heat, cold would never come near him but for the reaction of the karmas. And it is not in man's control, for they come without him being able to stop them. A person may suddenly be bitten by a snake and die from it, another will die after reaching old age. These things occur in life according to man's past karmas. When God's pen runs according to one's past karmas, man has nothing to say in it. Such a name of God should be daily repeated within, O Nanak, that would free one from all bondage. Be tied to life's precious things, which will be with you here and in the beyond. Who can connect with you? Who can connect you with the Nam? In the Guru, he himself manifests and distributes the Shabd. 
St. John tells us that the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Two masters have always exhorted all mankind, O oh man, you have got the physical form, so connect yourself with the knob or with the manifestation of it in the human pole, which will protect you now and after death. Whosoever claims knowledge in this world is praised by the people who strive with all their might to believe in him, while the masters are proclaiming the very truth itself. Guru and God are both before me. At whose feet shall I fall? I am full of gratitude to my Guru, through whom I discovered who the Satguru is. God himself is working in the Guru, and these words are expressing the gratitude that one should have towards one's master. We cannot truly know and praise God, and neither can we know or praise the Guru. He is in the world for the sole purpose of joining the souls back to God, and it is a great privilege to meet such a personality. When you meet him, obey his command. Make your life as he wants it to be, and this will be your own triumph. He says, do your bhajan and make your life chaste and pure. His protection will always be over your head. Keep your attention constantly on him, and you will become a true disciple of the Master. And that's the second half of the talk, Protector and Protection. Master Kripal Singh in the book, The Night of the Jungle. And the tape um, is a continuation of what we began last year from um, the 29th of December, 1981, a satsang, and we are at the very tail end of side A. May need to flip it almost immediately. सुन ले अदर कहानी फिर अवसर नहीं हाथ पड़ेगा भरमोचारों आप कहेंगे यह तेरे वक्त संदर्शि ज्ञानी नहीं मिलेगी क्योंकि जिन्होंने ज्ञान वस्ता वचन नामदान प्राप्त हुआ है उन्होंने एक ज्ञानी वस्ता तो पूरा फायदा उठा लेना चाहिए है संदर्शि जिन्होंने शरीर है उन्होंने संदर्शि तो फायदा उठा लेना चाहिए है दिन रात मूल अध्यासी बना लेना चाहिए है एंड नाउ ही से दैट ही विल नॉट गेट दिस टाइम अगेन ही विल नॉट गेट दिस अपॉर्चुनिटी ही विल नॉट गेट दिस गुड हेल्थ and good youth which you have got again those who have got the initiation into nam in their youth they should take advantage of their youth and their vitality and they should do the meditation those who have good health they should take advantage of their good health and do the meditation as much as possible using taking advantage of the good health because you will not get this opportunity again and again kabir sir kande akal karanta ab kar ab karta se taal paache kashi na ho vi je sar par aayo ka kabir sir say that whatever you are supposed to do tomorrow do it today and whatever you have to do it today do it right now because you never know that when your time is going to come and you will leave this world 
ਇਸ ਨੂੰ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਨਾਮ ਦੀ ਲੱਜਤ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਲਾ ਦਿਓ ਔਰ ਇਸ ਨੂੰ ਆਪਣੇ ਘਰੇ ਤੇ ਧਰਮ ਦੀ ਅੰਸ ਹੈ ਤ੍ਰਿਕੁਤੀ ਦੇ ਰਹਿਣ ਵਾਲਾ ਹੈ ਇਸ ਨੂੰ ਆਪਦੇ ਘਰੇ ਤੇ ਲੈ ਜਾਓ ਇਹ ਮਨ ਵੀ ਤੁਹਾਡਾ ਮਿੱਤਰ ਬਣ ਜਾਏਗਾ ਆਤਮਾ ਇਸੇ ਪੰਜੇ ਤੋਂ ਆਜ਼ਾਦ ਹੋ ਕੇ ਉੱਪਰ ਚਲੀ ਜਾਏਗੀ ਨਾ ਹੀ ਸੇ ਦੈਟ ਮਾਈਂਡ ਇਜ਼ ਓਵਰ ਐਨੀਮੀ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਇਸ ਸਿਟਿੰਗ ਵਿਦਨ ਅਸ ਸੋ ਫਰਸਟ ਆਫ ਆਲ ਵੀ ਸ਼ੁੱਡ ਥਿੰਕ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਹਾਊ ਟੂ ਡੀਲ ਵਿਦ ਦ ਮਾਈਂਡ ਐਂਡ ਹਾਊ ਟੂ ਬ੍ਰਿੰਗ ਹਿਮ ਅੰਡਰ ਆਵਰ ਕੰਟਰੋਲ ਯੂ ਨੋ ਦੈਟ ਮਾਈਂਡ ਇਜ਼ ਆਲਵੇਜ਼ ਫੌਂਡ ਆਫ ਦ ਇੰਟੋਕਸੀਕੇਸ਼ਨਸ ਐਂਡ ਯੂ ਆਲਸੋ ਨੋ ਦੈਟ ਇਫ ਯੂ ਵਾਂਟ ਟੂ ਇਫ ਯੂ ਵਾਂਟ ਐਨੀ ਚਾਈਲਡ ਟੂ ਗਿਵ ਅਸ ਦ ਪੈਨਿਸ he will not give us the pennies unless we give him the bigger currency or unless we give him the dollars in the same way it is not a difficult it is not an easy thing to stop our mind by getting the intoxication of the world unless we give him the intoxication of some higher thing so the only way to make your mind come to the path of the shabda is that you give him the intoxication of the shabda you make him listen the inner sound and then he will give us all the intoxications of the world and the sex and sexual pleasures and all the worldly pleasures and he will always be intoxicated by the inner sound and take him to his origin place because he is the he belongs to the brahm he has also forgotten his home and if you will take your mind to his origin place and if you will make him realize that he is the resident of the brahm then he will start helping you and then he will always be intoxicated by the shabad and then he will never bother you as he is bothering you now hazur karpal ne badi daya aur meher karte sanu dairy rakhan da sadesh kita kyunki dairy jo hai eh zindagi nu banaun vaste bahut achhi siddh saabit hundi hai kyunki ek kisam da saada roz naam ta hai zindagi da lekin aam taur de te ki hunda hai ਕਿ ਜੀ ਮੈਂ ਅੱਜ ਤਾਂ ਗਲਤੀ ਕੀਤੀ ਕੱਲ ਨੂੰ ਫੇਰ ਕੀਤੀ ਮਹੀਨੇ ਚ ਜੋੜਦੇ ਆ ਮਹੀਨੇ ਚ ਇਨੀਆਂ ਗਲਤੀਆਂ ਹੋਈਆਂ ਕਿਆ ਵਾਰੀ-ਵਾਰੀ ਉਹੀ ਗਲਤੀ ਕਰਨੀ ਸਾਡੇ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਕਿੰਨੀ ਹਾਨੀਕਾਰਕ ਸਿੱਧ ਹੋਏਗੀ ਸੋ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਅੱਜ ਗਲਤੀ ਹੋ ਗਈ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਮਹੀਨੇ ਤੋਂ ਜਾਂ ਦਸਾਂ ਦਿਨਾਂ ਤੋਂ ਮੈਂ ਤਾਂ ਇਹ ਕਹੂੰਗਾ ਕਿ ਜ਼ਿੰਦਗੀ ਚ ਵੀ ਉਹ ਗਲਤੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੋਣੀ ਚਾਹੀਦੀ ਗ੍ਰੇਸ਼ੀਅਸਲੀ ਐਂਡ ਮਰਸੀਫੁਲੀ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਹੈਜ਼ ਗਿਵਨ ਅਸ ਥਿਸ ਡਿਵਾਈਸ ਆਫ ਕੀਪਿੰਗ ਦ ਡਾਇਰੀ ਐਂਡ ਥੈਟ ਇਜ਼ ਫॉर आवर ਗੁੱਡ keeping the diary is like keeping the daily account of our bad deeds and our bad thoughts and in which we keep the accounts of our thoughts and deeds and but what we people usually do we have made this keeping the diary system as a ceremony as a rite and ritual and we do not pay any attention to what we are writing down we should never repeat the mistakes we have done but has seen that most of the people do not pay any attention to the mistakes they are doing and they just go on filling up the diary which is not at all good i will say that you should not repeat the mistake once you have done the mistake you should not do that mistake again never in your life you should do that mistake but if you cannot do that at least don't repeat that mistake after 10 days or like that don't go on doing the mistake every day and then at the end of the month you realize that you have done so much so many mistakes if you will go on weeding out your faults and your mistakes you can definitely take advantage of keeping the diary and become successful baba bishanda apni zindagi dasde hunde o kende hunde ki zindagi ch do galtiyan hoyan te dasde hunde do vari ਆਪਣੀ ਇਸਤਰੀ ਪਾਸ ਗਏ ਸੀਗੇ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਅਜੇ ਵੀ ਉਹ ਮਹਿਸੂਸ
कितना काटे बंदा कम कीता सी बाबा विशन दास जी यूज्ड टू से अबाउट हिज ओन लाइफ दैट ही डिड ओनली टू मिस्टेक्स इन हिज होल लाइफ एंड दैट वाज दैट ही वेंट टू हिज वाइफ ट्वाइस ही यूज्ड टू से दैट ही डिड दैट ओनली ट्वाइस एंड स्टिल ही वाज फीलिंग द लैकिंग एंड ही वाज फीलिंग दैट हाउ मच ही इज लॉस्ट बाय गोइंग टू हिज वाइफ ट्वाइस लेकिन सानू अपने गलमे विच छाती मार के देख लेना चाहिदा है कि असी टूडे मन को साथ चढ़ो गगना पर सुनो नाद बानी शोर हो तेरे घट के भीतर तो क्यों रहे अलसानी स्वामी जी महाराज कहते हैं कि परमात्मा का चौबीस घंटे तेरे अंदर बोल रहा है और तेरी इंतजार बैठने की जगह तो सू थोड़ा जा उपर होने की जरूरत है स्वामी जी महाराज when we have made the eye center as our resident we just need to go little bit upper a little bit further from the eye center and that is the place where almighty lord resides parmatma satkhand de vich hai ohde jehde charan hai oh sanch bal kamal de vich hai jo vi atma utthe pahunchdi hai ohde charana te matha tekdi hai oh parmatma chuk ke apni chhati naal la lenda hai yeah almighty lord resides in satkhand and his feet are in the sanch bal kamal or the first plane all the souls who reach the first plane and bow down at the feet of almighty lord almighty lord picks them up and embraces them and makes them unite with him shor hot tere ghat ke bhitar tu kyon rahe alsaani राधा स्वामी तेरत को को कह कह अमृत बानी संत महात्मा सत्संग दे जरिए सानू बड़िया सुंदर मसाला दे दे के समझाउंदे है ओना दा पाप ग्रंथा पोथियां नु सुनाण दा या लिखण दा ए हुंदा है के किने ना किने ए जीव शब्द नाम दी कमाई करन वर्ल्डली and we are supposed to do the meditation and go back to our real home
तन 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 प्यारे क्या कहूँ मैं माशबद की तन तन धन धन प्यारे क्या कहूँ मैं माशबद की स्वामी जी महाराज भी बाणी है संत महात्मा मालिक दे प्यारे हर समाज That was actually the conclusion of one satsang in the beginning, just starting another, which we'll save till next week. <laughs> the closing bhajan is a bhajan of Kabir Saab. Choti Jatada Kabir on page 139. Kabir was once a low caste weaver. He became the highest by meditating on Nam. Kabir's mother weeps bitterly, worrying, how is this child going to live, O God? He became the highest by meditating on Nam. Kabir has quit weaving and has written the Nam of God on his body. I am of low community, my caste is weaver. I have only one advantage, and that is of Nam. Kabir says, listen, my mother, God is the only forgiver for all of us. Kabir was once a low caste weaver. He became the highest by meditating on Nam. Choti Chatada Kabir Jula Nam Japa Ucha Hogia Choti Jatada Kabir Jula Nam Japa Ucha Hogia Musa Musa Rove Kabir Ji Ki Mai Musa Musa Rove Kabir Ji Ki Mai हे हे बालक कैसे जीवे रग रही हे हे बालक कैसे जीवे रग रही नाम जप ऊंचा हो गया छोटी जात राखा बीड़ा जुला नाम जापा ऊंचा हो गया छोटी जात डाका बीड़ा जुला नाम जापा ऊंचा हो गया ठाना ना बुना ना थजियो कबीड़ा Tanana bunana Tajio kabina Hardekhanamalika 
leo sharira hare khanamalika leo sharira naam japa uncha ho gaya choti jatra kabira julaha naam japa uncha ho gaya choti jatra kabira julaha naam japa uncha ho gaya uchi mat meri jata julaha uchi mat meri jata julaha hare khanama leo melaha hare khanama leo melaha naam japa ucha ho gaya choti jat rakha bina jula naam japa uncha ho gaya choti jat rakha bina jula naam japa uncha ho gaya kehta kabira suno meri mai kehta kabira suno meri mai hamara inkhada tha ek ragrai hamara inkhada tha ek ragrai naam japa uncha ho gaya choti jat rakha bira jula naam japa uncha ho gaya choti jat rakha bira jula naam japa uncha ho gaya Kabir was once a low caste weaver he became the highest by meditating on nam Kabir says listen my mother god is the only giver for all of us may god bless us all